0: I could tell Wade was pretty excited about that conversation because I saw his tail wagging. <laughs> I think everybody knows my tail is tucked into my pants.
1: Wade is a little more just dis- <laughs> But <Yeah. laughs> well, welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. It has been several weeks since we have been together, but the crew's all back uh, from vacation, from packing, from Dilly dallying or whatever else we've been doing all this time. Uh, my name is John and I am here with our good friend Tom. Tom, how are you this morning in that little office that looks so like empty?
2: Yeah, as, as, and I, as you guys already know, if you turned it around, that'd be where you usually see me, but I, I'm doing well. And I found the one uh, you know, space that was wide enough to actually hold my computer in the, in the room. So
1: oh, I, was gonna put it,
2: okay. I was gonna put it in the, uh, in, you see the black chair. I, I never sit in there because uh, the, the person who preceded me is like six four, and he fits in that perfectly. And I feel like a little kid in it. So I've, I've not sat in that, but I didn't have any space there. So otherwise you all would have mm-hmm. seen me swallowed up by that chair.
1: Very good. All right, and here with us, Tom, is our good friend, Wade. Wade, fresh off a of vacation. How you feeling, man?
0: I'm still Rocky Mountain High.
1: Oh, very good. How long were you there? Two weeks. Two weeks. That's uh, That sounds like a blessing to me.
0: That was awesome. It was
1: awesome. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Glad you're back with us. And of course, Brad is here with us. Brad, how are you doing over there at St. Luke's? Doing good, man. Doing good. Hanging in here. Just having a
3: good time all right anything else exciting happening you know uh getting ready to go on vacation uh another couple of weeks or so first two weeks of of july we're gonna take off and head north and go see my daughter
1: all right yeah we're gonna be excited about that too very good same time as well uh, and then tomorrow here's exciting news on the fletcher front uh, my wife and i celebrate 25 years uh being married Wow! And Congratulations, if guys. I do the math. That means I was married when I was seven. So uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Tom told us uh, we got on. He's got one more. He's got one, one more sermon in him, man. Yeah. And so I thought it's uh, kind of honor honor his uh, uh, upcoming retirement, <clears throat> I can find a couple of retirement stories, and lo and behold, I did. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. What's that?
0: Shocking. You found those.
1: Yeah. Right. Um,
2: Where'd you you find them, John?
1: The internet. um, United Methodist News Service. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tom, how how long did it take for you to decide that now is the time to retire?
2: You know, um, honestly, uh, COVID had a big part of that because a year ago we were all kind of uh, our office was at the house a lot and I, and I honestly it was a hard t- hard decision to wait another year and it was the best decision I made because uh, you know like a lot of people I was probably depressed and just wanted to quit and um, and and thankfully I didn't because this past year has been such a blessing. Mm -hmm. and it's not a shock or surprise to anyone at church you know it's not one of those uh by the way i'm retiring next week okay but it's been good it 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 was simply the fact that uh you know i'm i'm old enough to retire Mm -hmm. and it's been long enough uh, uh you know plus uh my wife's been more than ready
1: very so good. Very That's good. a yeah. meaningful answer, and I appreciate that. Uh, a little different than uh, a chief, Takashi Tanaka, somewhere in Japan, who um, retired early because he was caught stealing from a local store. Any guesses what he might have got caught stealing? Uh,
0: sushi.
3: Lottery ticket? I, I don't know. Oh. <laughs>
0: I'm toilet,
1: go paper. With, um, toilet paper. Mm.
0: Toilet paper. I was headed somewhat in that direction. But,
1: uh. <laughs> Close to the vicinity. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Not just one roll, gentlemen. Not even just two rolls. Oh, you're probably thinking three rolls. No, 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 no. Not even four rolls. Our good friend stole five rolls of toilet paper and, um, because it was thievery, <laughs> because he was in a drunken stupor as well, and because five rolls of toilet paper, um, instead of facing you know everything else, all the criticism and the one month susp- suspension, he just decided he would retire early. Um, so I, was, I was, didn't think Tom's decision had anything to do with toilet paper, but uh, I just wanted to make sure and verify. Tom um, went to go check his inventory. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you didn't get to watch that, Tom went right off screen right when we started talking yeah. about that. Did you notice? That's right. That? Yeah. Know. But, uh, <laughs> essentially,
2: you know My wife, I, I tell her, you know, pick me up after the podcast. She, you know, I walk the dog to the office. She picked me up at and 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 every week she calls me during the podcast. Oh. I forgot. <laughs> and this time, this time I, that's why I said, John, what, what's the story? Like, can you hear that honey? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't. Because she tried calling me again. That's why I got up and walked out. That's off.
1: all right. We forgive you. All right. So Tom, <laughs> have you decided
2: put that
0: like one more time,
1: right? One more time.
2: Yeah.
1: Tom, have you decided uh what are some of the first things you're gonna do once you retire? Oh.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know this is this is uh, you know I'm a big baseball fan as you know. the baseballs are not up. Those are actually packed. Uh, but um, a week ago Saturday, uh, I was at the game and I left in about the second or third inning, and I said, this is the last time I have to leave early uh, on a Saturday night. And uh, and so um, one of the you know, there's two things is I'm going to I'm going to uh, catch a, uh, as many uh, hooks games as I can. And the other is I'm going to sleep past five o'clock on Sunday morning.
1: Oh, okay. mm-hmm. So do you guys know Jim Bezos? I mean, personally?
0: Yes. Yeah, he's, yeah. A good, he's in my
1: he right? yeah. Facebook oh. friends, you know. So he made an announcement, actually, I think today. Uh, You know, he's stepping down from Amazon, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's exactly retiring, but he's stepping down. And next month, he is going to be uh, one of the first people to travel in space, but as a customer, right? As he's not an astronaut, of course. Um, So his company, Blue Moon, they're putting a a flight together to send people into space, and he wants to be one of the first ones to do it. what was the name of the place or the name of the ship? Uh, Blue Origin is the name of the company and the, name, the, the new Shepard capsule has room for six people and it's fully autonomous. The craft is designed to rise briefly and before returning to the ground beneath the parachute 10 minutes after launch. So a 10 minute launch.
0: Wow, so he's still oh. doing quick delivery.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, and this is a round trip. Right. I mean it is round trip, right? They're not letting him off somewhere up
1: there. I may I hope not, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway. So uh, you know, not quite as exciting as, you know, being up there for a while. It's not quite, you know, the Mars, what is the show? The Martian. Like we can build mm-hmm. society. So the- a 10 minute trip into space, but still pretty cool. Pretty cool to do in your first month after stepping down from your old job. So Tom, hope that gives you-, you some ideas too.
2: Well, and I, I want to tell you one of the coolest things that I, I've ever done and uh, my first of all my brother is a doctor at NASA uh, and so he's he's had conversations with a lot of the guys that you who, and gals that that you would name uh, and basically he's been there at least 10 15 years uh, 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 so he talked to Neil Armstrong for example you know and uh, anyway uh, I was there visiting down from Wisconsin, and uh, and on Friday, uh, all the doctors get together and uh, hang out at like Buffalo Wild Wings, and and so I happen to be there in their debrief, and uh, and you know, it's sitting to to one side of me is a guy who's working on uh, the design, the ergonomics of the capsule for the Mars mission. And and he's talking about you know what that what they're doing. And I'm going, this is amazing. I mean this isn't this isn't uh, television or movie. This is real life. Uh, wow. and, uh, and and, and you know, of course my, my brother it's it amazes me because he's my little brother who just kind of tagged along, you know, got in the way and and he's yeah, he's he's brilliant. I mean, he just knows a lot of stuff.
1: So that is pretty um, I can barely make sense of the menu at Buffalo Wild Wings, much less, you know, put together a, a mission to Mars. So, all right, gentlemen. So, here's what I wanted to talk about kind of uh, kind of our spiritual conversation, if you will, or our conversation that helps us think about our, our walk with God. I'm going to read the headline to you, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about it. This is from the Religion News Service Kenyan Woman marries the Holy Spirit in Anglican ceremony. So, I won't won't give her name, but a 41-year-old Christian woman has allegedly abandoned her husband of 20 years and claims to have married the Holy Spirit in an act that has shocked Kenyans and embarrassed the church in the East African country. Uh, mother of six wedded the spirit in a ceremony on May 25th. I don't know what you were doing on the 25th of May, but uh, here's what she was doing. In the presence of high-ranking local officials of the Anglican Church of Kenya in Makutano. Um, I happen to wonder how high-ranking they are because the, the church is actually, for obvious reasons, I think, um, uh, not sanction this and not uh, approve this, and uh, have said that they stand against this. Here's the line, gentlemen, that uh, got me thinking about uh, how we can uh, help each other in our walk with God this week. She later told a local bishop that her act, quote, was the will of God, end quote. What is the will of God, pastors?
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that you guys can, can make that very clear, because then I can search for the will of God as I retire. And I think right now I feel like the will of God is baseball games and sleeping
1: in. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if Brad agrees with you. You see that face? I don't don't know.
2: Well, I I
1: know he's. This is my jealous face. That's what this means.
2: He's not against it.
1: What is the will of God?
2: Well, you, you know, and I will say that there, the even, and I probably, I really should have asked this before we went on air, because I'm a little bit ignorant on this, but it comes to mind. Isn't that when you take the vows uh, as a nun, isn't that uh, uh, kind of the imagery there is that you're now a bride of Christ
1: I think that might be true. Um, I, I met someone recently, a local um, pastor here in, in Corpus Christi, and we were talking. He's not part of the United Methodist <clears throat> um, uh, Church. And uh, we were talking. He says, well, they move you guys around a lot, right? How does that work? And so we talked about itinerancy and you know, what, what we think that means and blah, blah, blah. And, he, and this is his response to that. Wow. So you all are really married to the church right so it's the same sense that you're talking about tom and i think that is part of the covenant right i don't know <laughs> if that's what she was going for here though um and yeah i don't want to speak for her um but um <clears throat> i don't i don't know if that's the sense that i'm, I'm gathering from from this report right
2: yeah well and you yeah, but there's a lot of imagery and in, and in, in rich imagery in Scripture of uh, you know uh, God saying you know I am a jealous husband I uh, you know that that uh, the, and and there's a, a sense of you know this gets us into a conversation and, and it's definitely weird what she did I uh, you know I have lots of questions one of the questions on a practical side of it is. What does this mean for your life? You know, if you have, as you say, officially, formally uh, taking on vows where you are the bride of the Holy Spirit, what does that, you know, what does that look like? Does that just mean uh, now you can uh, move out of the house and you have no uh, uh, earthly obligations to your family? And I mean, or does it take on a, a different sense so and, and the you know it's certainly the impression is she's abandoned her husband uh of 20 years. Yeah. yeah and well in six so
1: this is my dad, he told me to take this net a gown wear it and spread the word is what she said so certainly you know it's it's um she sees it as a sense of uh, what you're talking about, Tom, right? And again, yeah, that is in scripture. That's God meeting the people at Sinai, right? There's all this wedding imagery there. But still, uh, and actually, I think that makes it more confusing <laughs> to me. If I'm trying to figure this out, right? Because, all right, this, she says, this is the will of God. Well, how do you know that? because that sounds kind of strange to say you wanna marry God. How do, you, how do you make sense of that in terms of the will of God? So that's why I wanted to ask first, what is the will of God? Like, what does that mean? Why, what, does that, what does that phrase even mean to us?
0: I think it's a big thing to unpack in a, in a podcast, but um, have you guys read um, The Will of God by Leslie Weatherhead
2: long time ago yeah if long, you mean long. the title I have read the title but
0: <laughs> he talks and I, and I haven't read the book in a long long time and I don't have it in yeah. he talks about kind of a threefold will of God um, and uh, and and talks about it in terms if I remember correctly that um, there's sort of an intentional will of God that um, sort of manifested itself in the garden, the stories of the garden. Um, but then there's other aspects of that. And and so um, I, I think it's not one thing. I mean, I think, I think we could all sort of go through our, you know, our, our most current understanding of um, uh, scripture in that regard. I mean, for me, uh, the will of God, I don't know if this is will of God, but this is kind of how I measure myself, um, is, you know, um, great commandment, um, love God, all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor. Um, I'm pretty sure that anytime that I'm struggling with what I'm supposed to be doing in the eyes of, uh, the creator, um, if I'm not doing those two things or one of those two things, um, I'm probably not there Um, as far as uh, somebody deciding that. I I mean, I think it's pretty, it's pretty clear to me that um, uh, I I can't marry the Holy Spirit (laughs) and I can't marry God, um, uh, but I can have a deep relationship like that. Um, You know, that sounds like a pretty kooky idea, and, uh, and I know that uh, when I have kooky ideas that I, I don't even know that I've had kooky ideas that I thought were the will of God, but I, I have had, you know, unusual ideas that I had considered um, important, and, and I think the best thing for me to do is to check that out with, like, sane people. Like, I might call one of you guys, not all of you, but I'd call one of you at least. I won't say which one. <laughs> um. <laughs> i've been waiting for my phone to ring for a long long time
3: wade and you just don't call you just you know write. you don't call you know I, I appreciate
0: that call last week
3: Ah, uh, there you go see <laughs> always a bridesmaid never a bride
0: that's right <laughs> um but you know i think I, I i think discernment is the is the is the word of the day for all of this and and yeah we don't do discernment in a vacuum. I don't believe discernment by practicing our, um, you know, doing our spiritual practices, but also, you know, having conversations like this with um, other people who have maybe an alternative or um, a different point of view that could help us. And so um, I don't, I don't think the will of God is something that I can just nail down. You know, I think it, and I, and I think it kind of, it gets changed and massaged um, as we go through life and, and encounter different things. You know, what I thought was the will of God. And I, you know, I think it probably was the will of God for me when I became a Christian is different activity than what I do now. And it has to do with the ways that I've um, changed, evolved, grown, um, you know, uh, uh, slid back, Um uh that uh, that sort of informed me about that, and when I'm not very sure about that, I go talk to people. I've got people that I talk to. You guys are some of those people, um, and I think we all need that. Um, so, I, you know, I think it's a bit of a moving target. Um, th- that's why when you ask the question, I think you met silence initially because it's a big, it's a big thing. It's a, it's a large question. Huge.
3: I think we start, or at least I've encouraged folks to start, because I get people that ask me this a lot. What does God want from me? What what am I supposed to do? How do I get to know God better? And I think to get to know God better is a big part of, of discerning the will of God. And I think, um, you know, first place I always invite people to do is, is to be in conversation with God start with prayer and you don't have to be good at it. You just have to want to try. And God, meets us farther than we come. God comes to us, you know, more than, uh, it, it's that that longing in our heart to say, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to say this, but I need you. I want you, please reveal yourself to me. And God does. Um, that's the faithfulness of God. God doesn't want to scare his children into saying that you know come and find me this is hide and seek and uh, i'll see if you're good enough to to actually have a conversation i don't think that's the way god works so the first thing is to get to know god by you know well studying what we know of god where do we know the most about god where has god revealed himself the most to us and that's jesus christ and um the second thing i think would be scripture and and you start digging through scripture you begin to learn the voice of god the call of god the um um uh, well, the way that God speaks and the way that God calls us, um, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, following in the will of God is, is the response to learning the will of God for our lives. Uh, I often used to tell folks about a, a potential that was created within each and every one of us, and it's a God-given potential, and, and God calls us and invites us to live into that. Um, through faith, and that's the only way that you can get there is through faith and just believing and trusting. So it's a start to start learning what does God sound like? What, what do we know of God? What is not God and uh, or of God and and how do you begin to discern that? Well, you, you've got to be in conversation and a lot of conversation is listening, which is the other reason why we were all just kind of sitting here going, hmm, you know, when you ask that question, John, I think it was a great question, but it's hard um, to just come up with a pet answer. I think you start by knowing who God is, by getting to know who God is and inviting God to reveal God's self to you. You know, I'm not asking God to do, a, you know, a, a, an epiphany thing that's, that's you know, going to make CNN or headline news or whatever, but reveal yourself to me so that I know who I am supposed to be listening to. And that's just a start. And, and I think Wade's right. It's a moving target. It's a huge, huge target.
0: When I was in, um, when I was at North shore in Canyon Lake, um, Mm -hmm. I had a woman in my congregation who, um, after I got there pretty regularly came to talk to me about what God's will was for her. And, and, and it wasn't, I mean, she was really serious and, and, Mm -hmm. um, And we would talk and 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 most of the time i would just ask her questions um and at the end of each one of those sessions i would say you know i think you got to just keep what doing what you're doing and listen and let's talk and and we had these conversations for over a year and i won't tell the whole story but she came to me one day and she said this is what god wants me to do and it was a ministry um, that we didn't have, that we had never conceived of, that I wasn't even I didn't know how it would work, although I knew uh, there was a need. Mm-hmm. And uh, within uh, within two months, she had 40 people involved in this. And, and they were they were taking meals like really good gourmet type meals to people who didn't get out um, around Canyon Lake. And um, it became this big deal. And and It was clearly God inspired because everything just fell together. And I, and I attribute most of that to her seriousness about waiting. Mm -hmm. Um, She waited. And, you know, there were times when I was like, I I wonder if I'm giving her a break by letting her wait, but she was so serious and um, she wasn't flip about it. She was really searching and, uh, Mm -hmm. and, and I, I didn't do anything. It was the most amazing thing to watch, um, you know, we had this ministry grew and I had very little to do with it, which I don't know about you guys, but when that happens in church, that's probably one of the best feelings as a pastor just yeah. to watch things. Happen. Oh, Absolutely,
2: absolutely. That's, just, that's
0: watching God at work. And, and rather mm-hmm. than, uh, I talked on Sunday about the difference between human endeavor and divine endeavor. And that that's what that was. And, uh, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's amazing. So um, those are the kinds of stories that I would tell about, discerning the will of God and it's not any you know the specifics of that really don't matter it's the it's the the discernment that went into that that was it it was it was like I was sitting in a stadium watching this happen and and it was engrossing and it was amazing and and you know my eyes would get big and I but I didn't you know I didn't know exactly how it happened
2: (laughs) Uh, it's okay
0: yeah yeah but yeah.
2: yeah It was okay, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of going back to something you said, Brad, is uh, uh, about, you know, God, uh, and I don't think God is that way. And and you could have also said God is not that way, talking about playing hide and seek and trying to be distance. And, and, and why can we say that? Uh, there's, you know, there's two parts of the discerning that will, and, and part of it is, it's revealed in the, in the scriptures uh you know there are so many stories about people actually doing the opposite not god hiding from them but them them hiding uh from god you know starting within the garden uh, and I, and i think of jonah uh you know those are two quick examples uh and and god is continually coming after coming after human, you know, the, the, the lost human soul who's, who's trying to hide. Um, yeah. and then there's the, then there's the common experience that we, you know, that we, uh, if we, if we listen to stories enough that, you know, people just, and I would be an example, God found me, uh, I didn't find him. He found me, uh, and revealed himself, uh, uh, to me, but I, I you know, yesterday uh, for most of us as Yai Methodists, we have, we had, uh, you know, a communion because whether we have them every, every Sunday or not, it's traditionally across the board, you know, I've served, uh, in Wisconsin, I've served in Texas and, uh, and in both places, communion is first Sunday of the month, almost always without fail. And, uh, and actually, there's some history to that. And most of it, you know, most people don't know that history. But that aside, there's this, this part that always gets me is when our love failed. And, and, and you know, what follows that, your, uh, your love remained steadfast. And, uh, and, and just this reminder over and over again, not only through the scriptures, but through the liturgy and the traditions mm-hmm. and the conversations that, that God is, 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 is not trying to hide who he is or what God desires from us. But, but you know, the hard part, and, and I, I think, it, you know, Wade, you touched on it. It takes time, and God is not in a hurry. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was—I just realized <laughs> when we talked about what is the will of God. Um, there's one place where uh, Peter is writing to the Christians in the first century, saying, "You know, they're talking about it. Just seems like God's taken forever, and he—and he's like—and his response is." a you know, a day is uh, as a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day to God. I mean, time is irrelevant, but, uh, you know, uh, and, and why is he being patient It's you know, it's because uh, it, it is God's will that none should perish. And so it's, you know, we, we, we see all of this coming through this richness coming through, like, again, scripture. Through life experience, through liturgy, through worship, through community, that God is trying to reveal Him, you know, who He is and what He desires, and it's a good, you know, His will
1: is good. I think that's a uh, way for to talk about this uh, And what is the will of god the will of god which you just said tom from peter right but also john three sixteen. The will of god is for all people to know the love of god right that's you know that's kind of the, the true north for us right that that's where god is leading all of us right and then when we get to decide through discernment uh through you know our conversations with with god and with with each other and all the things you've all already talked about is where does my life fit into that will, right? What does God want me to do with my life um, at this particular season? Uh, how does God want me to employ my talents? How does you know all those kinds of th- all those decisions relate to the will of God, which is that all people would know the love of God. Um, I, don't, I don't know that God's going to ask us to do anything with our life that's going to get in the way of that. Um, Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And that tells me that that is the ultimate will of God. Right mm-hmm. now, again, that's true north. That's the main point. What that looks like and how we live that out is you know, for us to dis- uh, discern and, and figure out. Um, and that can be the hard part. It's not so much it's my will or even God's will for my life. It's how I'm going to live out God's will in my life. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I'm going to go, I'm going to decide, you know what, God wants me to go work. Eighty hours a week, so I can make a million dollars, whatever, and do all this, and at the same time, you know, destroy my family and, and and not do anything that helps the helps me live into the the church, witness. I is that really what God wanted you to do? Is that the wisdom of God for your life? I don't know that it is. If it takes us away from um, telling the world, showing the world uh, the love of God, I, I don't. I, I don't know that it, it can be so. Um. But
2: I'm going to I'm going to kind of insert because you're talking about making a million dollars and destroying uh, the my family. Uh, you know, that's not that's not our our challenge. Our challenge is um, might be in the in the line of spending 80 hours a week at the church. Sure. sure. Going to bit, uh, meetings preparing messages, uh, teaching another class while at at home things are going to, you know, going into a a mess. And I can remember um, uh, Pete Scazzaro is someone I listen to regularly, and he talks about the kind of the uh, eye-opening, soul-opening moment is when his wife said, "Um, I'm not going to your church anymore. I quit the church. And it's like, and he says, uh, because she, she did not feel loved, she felt alone, and 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 she lived in the, uh, the the preacher, the pastor, and uh, and that put both of them on a on a journey that uh, that was actually uh, a catalyst to, to to deepening his walk with God and and starting to be, you know, I would say be with god rather than do for god
1: the church we <laughs> learn that don't we yeah <laughs> uh, we're, we're so uh, used to the to the do and uh we we figure that god just wants us to do and to do and to do and yeah uh be still and know is is that word that you know comes back and sure there's things to be done right um, and that's what we, that, that's where all this, I think, comes from. Where, you know, that ministry that Way was talking about, you know, what is it that God wants me to do? Again, how I see it, to live into that ultimate will of God, you know, and if it's to serve meals to, to someone who feels forgotten, or if it's to uh, be a mentor to uh, a kid who uh, is constantly being told they're nobody, right? And, or, or if it's whatever it is, it's how, where do you want me to be, God? where I can best live into your will. Right. Uh, and that, that, that will gives me purpose. And, uh, and if we're following that, my sense is, you know, God will put you where you need to be so that you're making the most use of your talents. Uh, you're feeling comfortable about what you're doing. Not that that means you can never be uncomfortable, but you know, you have a sense of, yeah, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I'm, um, where I'm being led to, to serve or, or, and even if it is Tom, to use your example, um, I kind of feel like that's been how I've been led over the years. Uh pretty early on as you all know we get into this pastoral discernment process. Um I heard story after story of pastors who, you know, just they lost family and you know all that stuff and I just decided that's not going to be me. Right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I won't go to all your meetings, right? Uh, and I, I won't do all those things. I, I won't be a part of all those activities just for the sake of being a part of it, running everything, because I'm not going to do that to my family. I'm not going to drag my kids to every church committee meeting or all that kind of stuff. Right. Because I just, you know, and I feel like that is how that is one way God led me to say, you know, you're going to actually be able to take care of your family and the church. <laughs> uh, by doing yeah. mean that. And so, yeah. All that comes back to the sense of figuring out, uh, and thank you for using the word discernment, Wade, because I think that's an important word, um, uh, discerning what God wants us to do with our life next, uh, and then how long that happens, or, you know, uh, Brad, you talked about, you know, starting with prayer, funny part of the story that we started with is, um, uh, the husband has a part in this uh, article, Uh, he said, uh, where's it at? He blames his wife's ideas on her recent visit to a full gospel church in town. He said in a widely circulated video in Swahili, since the visit to the church, she had been waking up at wee hours to pray. When I objected, she moved to the neighbor house. Um, So she decided to pray more, and that's what got her in trouble. I don't know if that's a good sermon illustration or not, (laughs) Brad, but um, yeah, you're on mute, Wade. There you go.
0: That's why I think, um, I, certainly discernment includes prayer. Uh, and it may even start with prayer. Um, but when you start thinking you get messages from God, um, you need to check that out with somebody. Um, yeah. and that doesn't, that doesn't just go for, that goes for everybody. That goes for all of us. Um, cause I, you know, you know, a lot of times my will and God's will gets muddled, muddied up a little bit. And, you know, if I want to do something, I might be just looking for um, confirmation that God wants me to do that. Right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Sometimes
0: I need somebody to go, you know, Wade, have you thought about this? And uh, that's why I think discernment is such a, a moving target. I mean, um, it, you have, to, it's, it's a discipline that I think you have to engage in over and over and all the time
3: and and with multiple sources not just
0: exactly, exactly. yeah
3: not just one or two
0: I mean I, you I think can, you guys we don't go and put together a message for Sunday morning uh without opening a book right or some or, or there's, there's a 12
2: yeah oh uh, I've busted <laughs> oh <laughs> was in a more sermon and everybody's go. you didn't
1: open a book
2: now
1: <laughs> I was in a meeting with
0: the Sunday school class yesterday and they wanted to talk about um, that Satan and the devil uh, that as it was described in, in one of the books they were studying and I said well the first thing you need to know is if I'm not reading scripture whatever's coming out of my mouth may not be right um, and uh, and I think I think that that Extends to discernment about God's will. If it's coming out of my head, I really need to check it out with some some other yeah. resources,
3: filtering, including, including
0: my body. pastors. Sure. Yeah,
3: filtering. I think you're right. I, uh, I think part of the the other issue that that helps in discernment is recognizing that it's um, that it's about relationship. That if you really want to be in tune with God's will. You got to have a good, solid relationship with who God is and and know God, not just know about God, but actually be in relationship. I mean, I couldn't get to know my wife if I wasn't in relationship with her. I mean, I could read all about her, you know, curriculum vita or whatever it is online and all that stuff, but I wouldn't get to know her unless I was listening to her and getting to to, to uh, understand her better. The, the same is true with God, you know, and, and we oftentimes as people, we think we know what God wants from us. And so we go through all the motions and this, that, and the other. And I keep coming back to Micah, you know, <laughs> foolish mortal. You know what God wants from you. Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God. I mean, how simple is that?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, but. simple and hard. Yeah, but.
1: Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. but. Jesus does the same thing, right? Uh, yeah. uh, I'll give you rest, right? My yoke is easy. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is love God with your heart all your heart soul and mind that's it right and your neighbor is yourself yeah you know that's easy until it's yeah, yeah. right
3: <laughs> until
1: your neighbor
2: so, is a jerk.
1: yeah exactly
2: so so you know yesterday ellen and oh, i, so I were, anyway <laughs> we were and, and i was thinking about and i still go back to your story wade about the woman who seriously pursued god's god's will and, and waited and in that in that waiting time in, in, in a in a great illustration of uh, of of that uh, it, just yesterday we were watching the british bake off and uh, and and uh, uh, paul hollywood who's one of the two you know to the two uh bake uh, specialists who do the judging and all uh and every every uh every time they have in, in an episode they have a technical challenge where everybody has to do the same thing and present it and then they, they're ranked and yesterday was ciabatta and and paul uh what? said uh he said uh, it's like do you have any any uh, advice before you guys to you know, to off. be patient. Yeah. And that's, you know, they said, that's it. And, uh, and so they, you know, the judges leave and the bakers get going. And all of them came to the same spot where one is, with that you have to just leave it out and uh, you don't put it in a, a proving drawer to warm up. You just leave it at room temperature most of them got impatient and go it's not happening fast enough and so they they put it in the drawer. this one woman just just she goes i've you know i i want to do something i want to do something but paul said be patient she was the only one who followed the instruction she was the only one who did who was patient and she was the one who ended up in first place. It was exactly right because she waited. And I, you know, I just think of that in, in, in relation to what you were saying, Wade, is is that is such a big aspect in discerning God's will. Because if it's God's will, it'll still be true tomorrow. It'll mm-hmm. be true next week, next month. But we, we get so uh, much, we gotta do something or else, it'll will stop God's work. And I'm going, no, you really just you, know, don't you, know.
1: you ain't all that you can stop God's work, right? And so, yeah, it, yeah. You know, kind of in closing, yeah, same example, right? If you just kind of kind of bull your way through something just to do something, um, you know, Wade, you said you know when you started, you, know, you can get forty people involved. Well, maybe if you just kind of do your own thing, you're not going to have that kind of support and whatever because. You know, it's not that, again, it's not that God's hiding his will. His will is pretty obvious. uh, But now, how you live into that is what you're discerning. But if you try to rush that process, you start doing your own thing, you start falling back on what you think needs to be done besides what God wants to be done. And then maybe you don't have everything you need. It doesn't come out the way uh, it needs to. My dad taught me that if it's the Lord's will, it's the Lord's bill, which means, you know, if God's (laughs) going to direct you here, you're going to have everything you need to make it happen. Right. Uh, whether that's people finances resources whatever else so all that to say is there is a will of God God's not trying to hide uh, that will from you It just sometimes it takes a while right and there's a process that uh, we grow through as we seek uh, what uh, this will looks like for our life and um, uh, we grow in our relationship with God our trust in God we also grow in our communion with one another as we invite other people into that as well so uh, so yeah, uh, any uh, final words, guys, about that? About the will of God? About any of that other stuff that we've mentioned? It was, it was God's will for you not to say anything. I know, I know. <laughs> that was the best way for God to share the the love of God with the world. For you guys not to say nothing right then. I will
0: say, I will say, I am not planning
1: a wedding. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy Spirit's already married, man. That wouldn't be right at this point in time.
0: Oh no, man. I don't think you can do
1: that. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to, but she. <laughs>
0: That's my Holy Spirit, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that students, makes
3: right? Holy Spirit monogamous, and, you know, the rest of us are just, you know.
1: That, that creates a lot more trouble than it does, right? Uh, yeah. You talk about, I wanted to, how, um, maybe I shouldn't even bring it up, but, you know, how kind of individ- individualistic that sounds. And, you know, taking on the Holy Spirit and that kind of individual role, how that kind of dampens the communal role the Holy Spirit would have. But maybe we shouldn't go there anyway. All right, we better finish up. Time's running out. I are all getting hungry. Yeah. So, um, we're going to get on our way thank you all for listening for tuning in again we'll be back soon uh we hope you have a good rest of the week if there's ever anything you want us to talk about whether it's a crazy story about some chief of police stealing five rolls of toilet paper uh we'll figure out how that connects to our life with god you know because why not um or anything else you want us to find a christ-like response to let us know send us a a message the day heist great bidet that's right we can we can so many baptism reference we can go with man oh my
3: gosh yeah
1: (laughs) all right guys brad tom Wade. thank you for the gift of your time i always appreciate your input it's good to be with you guys again
3: thanks john peace be with you brother